let's dive into the data to find some pitching studs and duds in the minor leagues. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're probably part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors. Look for the green check so you get eBay's guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. So we recently got access here on the show to the minor league data set with all of the advanced info about pitching and hitting and things like that. And we spent some time in the data set uh, trying to find some studs and some duds. Uh, shout out to, the, to our friends in subtext. They all got to send in names of guys they wanted to see. but. There's some really interesting, the, the thing that I was looking at was when you combine swinging strike rate and walk rate, what I wanted to do with this was I wanted to find guys who were throwing a lot of strikes and were not walking a lot of hitters. The goal was if you're throwing swinging strikes. That means that you are throwing pitches that dudes are not able to hit. When you have a low walk rate, and we looked at uh, walks per nine innings, you are throwing the ball in the zone. So who can throw strikes that guys can't hit? We want to see how predictive this is. And the idea here is I'm looking for a, for a stat that will stabilize early. So if you're looking at something like, let's say, if you're looking at like strikeouts per nine innings, then Every at-bat, you either have a strikeout or not a strikeout. So it takes a lot of at-bats for that stat to stabilize. But when you look at swinging strikes per nine innings, that is something that every pitch is a new measurement. So that, that can stabilize a little bit sooner. The question is, at what point is that more signal than noise? That's what we're trying to figure out. But uh, so combining swinging strike percentage and walks per nine innings. I know I just talked about doing things on a on a plate appearance basis, but I want to give uh, some allowance to guys. Not just how often do you throw balls? Because there can be a good ball and a bad ball. You can throw a good pitch in the dirt versus throwing a bad pitch in the dirt. So I want to give credit for pitchers that are throwing stuff that is not being hit combined with not walking runners. So, find a couple guys that stand out on this. The first one I want to talk about, guys drafted last year, there's two that stood out to me really well on this. Cade Horton of the Chicago Cubs. 2022 first rounder out of Oklahoma. We talked about him last Friday when we mentioned the College World Series, and how dudes could just explode at the College World Series. And his stats on this, 20.9% swinging strike rate. And for context, the average in the minors for swinging strike rate is 
That is the average amongst the entire data set. He is uh, 20.9% swinging strike rate. And then walks per nine innings, 2.6 walks per nine innings. And when you look at the stats, you can see that he's doing a very good job at not allowing uh, significant contact and just, just having a very good year. His stats combined between low A and high A, he has four starts in Myrtle Beach and six starts in South Bend. One and two, three three two ERA in 10 starts, covering 38 innings, so 3.8 innings per outing, which is not great, but 61 strikeouts, so 14.45 per nine to, again, 11 walks, the 2.6 per nine, has given up five home runs. Four of those were in high A. The thing that I love about Cade Horton is his two pitches that he throws most often are both fantastic pitches, right? So the fastball, 70-grade fastball, sits 94 to 96, can touch 98, really good ride up in the zone. So I'm curious what it would do if you gave him that, that sticky, weird ball in the Southern League, how much extra induced vertical break he could get on that fastball in in double A, but a uh, fantastic ride up in the zone. The slider is a vertical breaking slider, uh, sits in the high 80s. This is very much a power profile here. High 80s slider. I've seen it go as high as 90. Like it, it has some, it has some velo behind it. He also has a curveball that is obviously significantly slower than the slider. It's in the low 80s, but similar movement. So it's, even if you're geared up, if you're not sitting fastball, you're sitting slider, he's still going to catch you out in front because you're going to swing ahead of that slower curveball. He has a changeup. It's not necessarily great. It sits in the high 80s to low 90s, which is just ridiculous for a changeup. Uh, really only throws it to righties. Doesn't use it a ton. It's not fantastic, but I definitely think there's potential there. The big thing here for Kate Horton, we need him to have stamina. Again, three, you know, 38 innings over 10 starts. Some of that is just workload. He obviously was coming back off of Tommy John last year. Didn't even start the season last year for Oklahoma as a pitcher. Was playing, I think, third base. So kind of gives you an idea of managing the workload, but just building that stamina and then improving some of those ancillary pitches. I would love to see, honestly, it feels like Cade Horton's a perfect candidate to get a cutter, right? Because you've got, vertical breaking stuff in the slider and the curveball. You've got the fastball that stays up. You've got a changeup that runs arm side. Give me a cutter on a power guy like this. And I think Kate Horton would be vicious, would be savage with that. But either way, love what Kate Horton can do because he's significantly above average on throwing strikes and then below average on walks. The other guy from last year's draft Left-hand pitcher Carson Wisenhunt of the San Francisco Giants. Second rounder out of East Carolina. You'll remember he missed a lot of time last year, uh, or he missed the season last year because he was suspended for a, I believe it was a performance-enhancing substance, and he claimed it was from a supplement, et cetera, whatever. So uh, this year, he's got 12 starts, started off in, uh, in, in low A, San Jose. And it's something where when they got him last year, uh, he went to Complex, then he went to Low A, then they sent him to the Arizona Fall League because they wanted him to catch up on some of these, some of these, this time he had missed by not pitching in affiliated baseball in 2022. So this year, four starts in Low A, six starts in High A, 
two starts in AA Richmond. Big rise through the organization. And right now, 1-0, ERA in 47 and two-thirds innings. 68 strikeouts, so 12.8 per nine, to 15 walks, 2.8 per nine, three home runs allowed. Uh, so 2.8 walks per nine. The swinging strike rate is 19%. So guys are not hitting his stuff, but he's doing it in a completely different way from Cade Horton. Cade Horton is very much that power profile with the fastball and the slider, uh, you know, high, like the slowest stuff he throws out of those two is high 80s. Wisenhunt sitting in the low 90s on that fastball. He's got some good ride. He could touch 95 if he rears back and gets it. But for the most part, it's sitting low 90s. Change-ups in the low 80s. And it just, uh, the scouting report that I, that I read from somebody I was talking to said uh, trapdoor action. It just drops out of the zone, right? He's got a curveball with some two-plane break in the high 70s, but it's a completely different profile from Cade Horton. But what I love about Carson Wisenhunt is... The changeup is so incredibly, I'm not a big fan of changeups, but the changeup is so incredibly good. What I want to see him do is get the curveball to be more consistent. Because I, I personally feel like a fastball changeup profile does not have that high of a ceiling. Obviously, he's getting, guys aren't barreling this stuff up. But uh, fastball changeup doesn't have incredibly high of a ceiling. But that curveball adds a different dimension because it's got the two-plane break to it. It's in a different velocity band from the changeup. If he can get that to be more consistent, I think you could see him become probably the number two pitching prospect in the system behind Kyle Harrison. And by the time uh, Carson Wisenhunt gets to AAA, uh, Kyle Harrison should already be at the big league level. So love those two guys. In just a minute, I want to talk about two guys that are a little bit lesser known, but probably deserve more attention. We'll get to that next right here. Unlocked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. I have talked about these shorts a ton, but listen, they are the most comfortable shorts in the world. Bird Dogs made this like this special cloud knit fabric that is incredibly soft but stretchy. Uh, the cut is it's designed to be like slimmer in the thigh, so you look good. They look like Lululemon shorts, but they fit way better. Uh, and they have this anti-stink, like sweat-wicking fabric to them. So today, my day today, recording this on Wednesday, I went on television, okay, to talk about the College World Series, talk about the MLB draft uh, down here in Alabama, in Montgomery. I did that. I have lunch with somebody later today, and then I'm going to the golf course towards the end of the workday. Three completely different kind of things. I'm wearing the same pair of pants for all three. I'm wearing a pair of bird dogs, and it's fantastic. Uh, because I look good, I feel good, I can move around. It is great. So, go to birddogs.com slash MLB to check out all of the options. While you're there, they will give you a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. So, not only can you look good and feel good, they're going to protect the boys, they're going to protect the beverages as well. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. Okay, looking at some overlooked pitching prospects that stand out when you look at swinging strike rate and walks per nine innings, uh, 
Uh, Christian Scott of the New York Mets is somebody that we haven't really talked about at all on this show. So, 2021 fifth rounder out of Florida. The everydayers will know we talk a lot about how the University of Florida does not develop their pitching prospects. Uh, Because of that, certain teams, the Guardians, for instance, love going out and taking those players, those pitchers, because they know they can make them better. But the reason I found him, 19.6% swinging strike rate. So higher than Carson Wisenhunt. Walk rate of 1.14 per nine innings. Absolutely absurd, okay? Uh, So eight games between A ball, high A, and double A. He went St. Lucie to Brooklyn to Binghamton all in the same season. Two and one, two, five, six ERA in 31 and two thirds innings. Uh, 39 strikeouts, so 11.1 per nine, to four walks. There's the 1.14 walks per nine, one home run allowed. And you can tell that Florida didn't really develop him correctly because of how much he's changed what he does in the bigs. He was a sinker slider reliever in college. And now he is a four seam fastball, a two plane slider changeup guy who starts in professional baseball. It's ridiculous how little Florida figured out what to do with Christian Scott. The, the, the four seamer sits 94, 95. He can touch 98. He gets really good extension with it. He's six, four, really good extension with it. Uh, he does have, He does have some arm side run to it. He kind of kept a little bit of that sinker movement with it, but it's definitely a four-seam fastball. Uh, To go along with it, he's got, again, an above-average slider. It's got two-plane break, so I really like what it does there. Uh, I think it could get to plus with some more refinement. It's Obviously, it's still, they've tweaked it. It's still a little bit different. Uh, He does have a a curveball that he throws some... And he's got a changeup that is really kind of used for lefties to get chase. So he needs a reliable third pitch. Either the curveball or the changeup have to improve for him to stick as a starter. But he's got a much higher ceiling than they did or than he did when they got him. And it's just another example. Remember this as we get to the draft. We, we're talking about these Florida pitchers, your Hurston Waldrop, your Brandon Sproats, your guys like this. You can probably make these guys better when you get them in the bigs because for some reason, I don't know what the disconnect is, Florida's not developing these pitchers correctly. So Christian Scott, success story for the New York Mets and finding him, making him into a better player than he was. Again, it was the biggest surprise when I dug into that data set. 19.6% swing and strike percentage. One out of every five pitches is a swing and miss. Uh, and 1.14 walks per nine innings. He's pounding the zone, and guys are not hitting that stuff. The other guy, uh, spoiler alert, it is a member of the Dodgers AA Tulsa rotation, but probably not the guy you're thinking about. He gets overlooked a lot. Kyle Hurt, 2025th rounder out of USC, was drafted by Miami and was traded as part of the Dylan Floro move before the 2021 season. And then... Last year, did really well in high A Great Lakes, struggled really bad in Tulsa last year, but he's back and he looks fantastic this year. So 13 games in Tulsa, nine of those were starts because at one point you had like six really good pitching prospects in Tulsa before you promoted some guys like an Emmett Sheehan and stuff. And so you had to use some of these guys in relief and in the pen. Two and two, 
389 ERA in 39 in the third innings. 69 strikeouts, so 15.8 per nine, an absolutely absurd number, to 15 walks, 3.4 per nine, four home runs allowed. On his on the criteria I was using to narrow this down, 21.2% swinging strike percentage. And then again, 3.4 walks per nine. Very, very much a power profile. Everything he throws is upper 80s or upper 90s. The fastball, I'd, I'd give it a 65 grade. It's like 96 to 98. It gets good ride up in the zone. It also gets some run. And it's, it's coming out. He's 6'3", but it's a, like, it's a lower slot. So it's just, it's a lot of weird movement because it's a lower slot from higher up and it has, it, it has both ride and run. It's just a hard pitch to hit and he throws, he can throw it for a ton of strikes. He can hold the velocity all the way through the start. He's got a change up as well. That's really good. Sits in the high eighties. The location on this is superb. He can put it exactly where he wants it. It is a beautiful pitch. Uh, And then to go along with it right now, that third pitch he's throwing is a slider. It's kind of like a power slider in the upper 80s, kind of sharp, sharp, hard break. Think of more of a classic slider than a sweeper or a drop, just like a, just one of those power sliders. Uh, The issue for him has been the command and the control. He can hold the velocity, but sometimes he would just lose the command just like all at once. And all of a sudden, he'd walk three or four guys. And last year in Tulsa, in 31 innings, he had a 9-2-9 ERA with 37 walks in 31 innings. Like, just completely would lose his mechanics and lose control, lose the zone. Obviously, has completely fixed that this year. Uh, has looked much better. Again, 21.2% swinging strike percentage for Kyle Hurt. 3.43 walks per nine, which is an improvement of seven and change from where he was uh, last year when he was in Tulsa. And the sample size is about the same. 31 innings last year, 39 and a third this year. In just a minute, I've got a couple guys that are highly rated still, but were disappointing. And we'll get to them next right here on Locked in MLB Prospects. Welcome back to Locked in MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. We're going through some of the pitching studs and duds using the advanced data. Our friends on Subtext got a chance to send in their their names of guys they wanted to know about last night, answered lots of those questions. If you want to join Subtext, links in the episode description. Uh, gives you a chance to chat with me, priority in our mailbags, things like that. So, Beck Way of the Kansas City Royals is somebody who really disappointed me when I looked at these metrics. And the conventional stats bear that out too. So, 2024th rounder out of Belmont by the Yankees. And he was part of the compensation that went to Kansas City when Andrew Benatendi was traded to the Yankees. Uh, and he's he had been really good going into this season. So last year, he's in high A quad cities after the trade. Seven starts, three and three, three, seven, nine ERA over 35 and two-thirds innings. Walked 17, so four and change, uh, but struck out 47, 11.9 guys. In Hudson Valley, it was very similar. He had a 3.73 ERA uh, with 3.2 walks per nine and just about 10 strikeouts per nine. But when I pulled these metrics, the stuff is just not missing bats. 
and he's walking a ton of guys in double-A Northwest Arkansas. He had a 10.1% swinging strike rate. Remember, average is 13.2. But his walk rate this year, 9.3 walks per nine. His stats in double-A Arkansas this year, 0-5 with a 9.57 ERA in 12 starts, covering 36 and two-thirds innings. So he's averaging just over three innings per start. He's got 32 strikeouts, so 7.8 per nine, to 38 walks, 9.3 per nine. He's given up eight home runs, which is, he gave up 10 all of last year in 100-plus innings. He's at 36 and two-thirds with eight home runs right now. The stuff that he throws, like, it's frustrating because the stuff, I feel like the stuff is good, but he's not able to throw it for strikes enough where guys will actually swing and miss. They just sit there and take, and he walks guys. Uh, the, the, he's a sinker slider guy, but instead of a typical slider, it's a sweeper. So uh, the, the sinker is you know, above average or so, sits in the mid-90s. Decent movement, nothing particularly amazing. But then the slider is a sweeper in the low 80s with like ridiculous horizontal break. Like It's virtually elite amazing amount of movement he can get on this uh, sweeper. Throws a changeup, a vertical dropper in the high 80s. It's not that great. It's below average. He can't consistently land it for a strike. And so because of that, you've got a two-seamer that moves arm side. You've got a sweeper that dramatically moves the other way. And then you've got a changeup that drops down. But when these pitches have so much lateral movement, it is hard to land them for a strike. And you have really significant platoon splits on these. When you are a, like, he's a righty. So his sweeper is going into the left-hand batter's box. And so lefties are hitting 378 against Beckway. Because to, like, you can try to get a righty to chase that off the plate. For a lefty, you have to land it for a strike and hope he swings and misses. And I don't know about you, but if I know that this dude's sweeper is going to end up in the zone, I'm going to sit sweeper and I'm going to crush it. Because what's the alternative? A low to mid-90s two-seamer, that's hittable too. So it's this is the issue when you rely on a, on a sweeper as your main breaking pitch and you don't have overwhelming velocity or anything like that to get guys out is you suffer from very extreme platoon splits. Now, righties are hitting them fine too, 280 batting average. He's having a rough year in general, but lefties in particular are destroying Beckway. The other guy that I was really surprised about and honestly a little bit disappointed, now some of this has been injury, but Sean Burke of the Chicago White Sox, 2021 third rounder out of Maryland. And his season started late. He had some shoulder soreness. And so he stayed behind. Like he, he was in extended spring because of that. Didn't make his first start till April 18th. Got like two weeks off. And then he's been pitching once a week since then. It just hasn't really looked right. So that's the caveat up front. But 11.1% swinging strike percentage. Closer to average, but still below average. And that average of 13.2% is for all of minor league baseball, not just for top prospects. 
all of minor league baseball. This includes organizational guys. This includes guys who are not prospects. This includes 33-year-old veterans trying to hang on in AAA. Like, it's, you really want to be higher than that if you're actually a pitching prospect. And he was one of the top prospects for the White Sox entering the season. I saw him in a bunch of like top fives for the White Sox entering the year. His nine starts in AAA this year, one and four, with a 7-6-1 ERA in 36 and two-thirds innings. 34 strikeouts, so 8.3 per nine, to 27 walks, 6.63 per nine, nine home runs allowed. Uh, The issue here, this is the one it has to be injury-related because his stuff, for the most part, I feel like is good, and he's pretty close to that MLB, or that minor league average on swinging strikes. Fastball is a plus pitch, 95 to 96. His curveball is a vertical breaker, sits in the high 70s. Slider is two-plane breaks, so it's kind of darting down and away. Uh, it sits in the mid to upper 80s, more, more so the upper 80s. I want to say 87, 88. Usually, he can slow it down. And then a changeup that's in the mid 80s. So if you think about, if you're looking at the plate from the mound, You've got the fastball that stays up. You've got the curveball that drops down. You've got the changeup that runs arm side. You've got the slider that dives down and away. He's covering all the directions. You've got different velocity bands. The fastball, curveball's high 70s. Uh, upper 80s is the slider. Mid 80s is the changeup. You're covering all the velocity bands. You're covering all the directions. But for some reason, it's just not working this year. And I really think it's got to be lingering effects of the shoulder issue. Because I like, I like everything from Sean Burke. 6'6", the arm slot, uh, the fastball comes in kind of an unusual. I mean, he can throw it all over the zone. He's got good rot. It's Everything should work here. This is everything we've asked for. He's got the directions. He's got the velocity bands. But it hasn't come together. And I'm going to assume that it's because of injury. I'm hoping he has a better second half of the year because goodness knows Chicago needs pitching help uh, especially if at the deadline they do like a lot of people think they're going to do and move some of these pitchers at the major league level out it would be nice to have to know that Sean Burke is still on track to be a if nothing else maybe to back in starter one more show coming up this week, and then we got a mailbag on Monday. Reminder, if you have questions for the show, best way to reach us is our Substack. Links in the episode description. Gives you a chance to, uh, to chat directly with me, shoot me questions. As I'm doing all this research, like I said, for this show, I sent a message out to all the Substackers asking if there was any guides they wanted to hear about. Got a lot of names coming in. Had some good conversations back and forth. In the meantime, remember, it's always a great time to pay a minor leaguer.